Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Remember when, as of late, we've published more than one top ten movies of all time list? Well, here we go again. Who in the world cares about some host of You Hate Movies' top ten favorite movies of all time? Maybe you do. Who knows? Join us as we celebrate and mock Matt's all-time favorites. Did, have you have you all seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? No, no, no. none of you, huh? No. no. So right, well. the, that's not on my top ten list, Tyler. Just so don't be listening for that. Well, forget it then. Never mind. I was going to tell. You, I was going to ask you an interesting question, but forget it. Okay, that's forgotten. Wait, have I seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Oh, that's the that. Steve Martin one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it a long time ago. Uh, with Michael Caine. Mo- yeah, Mo- 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 yeah. Caine. Michael Caine. What the heck? <laughs> Directed by that's Frank your, Oz. That's your Michael Caine? Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's really bad. I'm, I'm, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> <Down Stop. like. laughs> Save it for the podcast. In fact, yeah. it's going now. <laughs> going now. That's the so, openers, Tyler. Yeah, okay. I don't want any give anyone any context. I'm just gonna move from that straight into. Remember how <laughs> we did a top ten list, and then we did a top ten list, and now we're back with another top ten list. We love yeah. top tens. Tyler said it's the summer of top ten lists. I did. Yeah, that was Patrick's. It was Patrick's idea, not mine. Is that right? Well, either way, it's the summer of top ten lists, and Tyler, to celebrate, is going to do the the episode as Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. I'm, I'm Michael Caine. I'm, I'm all. <laughs> That's all you do. Hello, Have you ever heard him talk? I'm Michael Caine. Is, does all Michael Caine do is say his own name yeah. and he introduces himself? That's right, yeah. In case you were unfamiliar, um, you know, he's not an A list celebrity, so he goes out in public and he has to introduce himself. Yeah. That makes away. sense. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Don Kirk, is he a sir? Is he a knight? Yeah. Okay, so apologies sir, to Sir wow. Sir Michael Caine yeah. for uh, don't, don't mess with that. Matt made a face. He's gonna fact check it. He just he heard don't, me say. He goes, "That sounds weird." You can't disrespect the the crown. Well, you can. Yeah, he was. He was neither. Go. In two since. 2000, November 2000. He was oh, 20, 20 years as a knight, Sir Michael Caine. As an avid listener of You Hate Movies, our apologies for our bad impressions. <laughs> but we only try them out of love and admiration. True. You know, you know what movie he was great in? The Muppet Christmas Carol? No. Alien Job? No. <laughs> Batman? Um, Children yeah. of Men? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he yeah. was great in that. It kept going on about man. Strawberry Cough. What a yeah, great movie. He's just a stupid pothead. Yeah, and the music he listened to that was great. He just blast Aphex Twin and smoke pot. Is a stupid character. <laughs> it shows his range. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Range. Ebenezer Scrooge, pothead, Aphex Twin fan. Yeah, he had that long hair and children of men. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure wasn't a wig. <laughs> that was his real stuff. But we've gotten into the weeds somehow. I don't know. It's like stuff is. Yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh. stuff is going on in the world, and somehow it's hard to keep these episodes on track. We're not in the same building, a room. 
So you got to do the best you can. And in these trying no, we're times, we're not even in the same state. No, we're not in the same nope. state. We're split across too. And in these trying times, the people need to know what Matt likes most. Yeah, that's, and it, that's what's going to keep humanity together. You know, we need a little glimmer of hope. I saw some guy on the internet talking about Liam's list because Liam started the, the top 10 list revival. And I think the comment just said something like, guy's out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That's right. But I don't know what he meant. Like, is his, his list made no it, sense or his it, choices were bad? General. It's just, just, he's just guys out of his mind, just in general to listen to him talk. Liam. <laughs> oh, man. And then there was Mike with his list, and now Matt, he's going to take us hopefully in a different direction so we can experience some variety. Yeah, I feel like all three of these, these guys are going to give us some weird movies. The Spice of Life. Yeah. So, Matt, you going to tell That's us about it. how you made a list? Sure. How does yeah, one narrow down their top 10? Yeah. What's your criteria to earn a spot on this list? Um, my criteria ranges between heavy nostalgic feelings for some of them. Mm -hmm. Heavy. Um, some, uh, one of them is the first movie I ever cried at. So oh, I like that, that emotion. A place Ooh, that's a teaser for what's to come. Deep emotion. Should we guess um, which one he cried at? Oh, well, like when they come up, you can try and guess. Yeah, don't yeah, tell us which one you cried at. Okay. Don't tell us which one okay. you cried at. We'll try and guess. Okay, I'll keep it a secret. Um, and some are ones that I think maybe define a genre that I love. So mm. they're important in kind of like the overall story of cinema. Um, and then cinema. 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 Um, Is they're important to the, to the movie chain. Yeah, I think. And then, <laughs> and then some are ones that, if anyone ever suggested, "Hey, do you want to watch this?" I'd say yes immediately. Mm. Wait, but why is someone? Why is someone else suggesting a movie on your list? Shouldn't well, you be the one no, always suggesting? No. Hey, do you think this should be on your top ten list? But like, if I was at someone's house and they're like, "Oh man, do you want to watch a movie? How about X?" I'd be like, "No." I say yes, of course. And well, no, for sure, but I feel, I feel like the scenario makes more sense that you would always be suggesting these movies, no, not someone, am, not someone suggested. randomly <laughs> suggesting one of these movies to you. This You'd is Matt's like, episode. You can't. Well, as a matter of fact, that one is on my top ten. <laughs> your oh, British guy New is Zealand. Yeah, your British guy is kind of Australian over there. Is it, is it Kiwi? Is it yeah. Aussie? Uh, well, no, I'll no. Keep working. Aren't they the same? I'll keep um, working on <laughs> I, first of all, I know they're not the same, so don't be angry. <laughs> I'm well aware that you're different. One of them got our criminals and the other one didn't. I understand the difference. Um, so, yeah, that's my criteria. It's varied. And I've suggested a lot of these movies to people and they people don't want to watch them. So I can't do that. <laughs> Man, that's like the worst. There's one on there that I've, since Josh did his episode in like, I don't know, 2016 or earlier, I've been asking you guys to watch the same movie on a regular basis. And you've never... Leon the Professional. Yeah. 
You're giving away the list, dang it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've seen stuff for that on the internet over the last couple of years, and I keep thinking, eh, nah, nah, I'm missing out. It's great. Matt sees, I mean, my, Matt, Mike, Tyler sees stuff about Leon the Professional, and he goes, I'm, I'm Michael Kine. I'm, I'm Michael Kine. <laughs> Leon the Professional's uh, Natalie Portman's breakout role, right? Yes, uh, it is. I thought it was hello. Phantom Menace, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, maybe that's why. It's like, a, it's like a thing on the internet. Like, see Natalie Portman as a young actress or whatever, and it's always Leon the Professional. All right, Matt, give us the freaking thing. Let's get to number 10 here. Okay. Number 10 on my list now, is... Now, remember, we have the uh, audio oh, yeah. clips like we did for Mike's right. list. Sorry. Patrick's going to play right. this clip. We have to step up our game here. Yeah. Um, you ready? Wait, doesn't that get into... Hold on. <laughs> Stupid question. Doesn't that get into copyright and licensing problems with our podcast? We're, we're not charging for this episode. Oh, Okay. It's, it's fair trade we, when it's free. Free fair on? trade. Where yeah, are we professionals or not? Why are you trying to work this out in the podcast? Come on, let's hear the clip. Okay. Yeah, we just we, coming for us. Okay. No. Are you ready? Okay. Number ten. Careful now. That wasn't enough. Oh uh, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Hold enough. on, let me shy off some more. No, 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 no. You should know it. Oh yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's freaking green room. It's green room. It's freaking green room. Oh, what? Play it again. (laughs) Let me try to get the right spot. (laughs) I know the scene too. Imogen Poots. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like image. It sounds like Imogen Poots, but how can? uh, God, man, green room. All right. It's when the lights go out in the green room and she lights up the little Zippo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Careful now. What a great movie. What a great movie. What a great freaking movie. So that's one now. of the movies that we have not been able to stop talking about on this podcast. Right. Which is why let's just, let's just rename the let's rename the podcast We Love Green Room. <laughs> this that came out in what, twenty sixteen, so four years ago. And obviously Was that it? yeah, I think I think let me look at my list real quick. That's far and away the newest movie on my list and there's a possibility that as time goes on it might move up mm. but right now because it is the newest i felt like ones that i've had more time with deserved a higher spot yeah and again i'm gonna say it again we did i did the same thing with liam and a little bit with mike i feel like the age of the person writing the list has a direct uh, impact on the films being chosen because nostalgia seems to carry a amount of uh, value when when uh, movies are being ranked. Sure. And I, I don't like this. listen to Liam and Mike's list before doing mine so I'd know what was going on. Huh? I don't like this whole, you know, peop- the, it's less of an accusation the way Tyler's saying it, but it's not necessarily nostalgia, even though everyone so far has admitted that it has factored to some degree in their list. But an old, liking an old movie isn't just nostalgia. It could just be that's right. just the movie you like. Yeah, yeah Tyler. Sure. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially I think there's movies that were old when I first watched them. So you could argue it's nostalgia, but I watched them at like, 
you know, when they'd already been around for 10, 20 years. So it's how old like were you? Of, yeah, we'll get into that. We can get into the weeds in a minute. N- nostalgia uh, isn't necessarily about the age of the film, but about the age of you when you first watched it and how long you've, you've been watching it or how long yeah, it's been a part sense. of your life. That makes sense. All right. Green room. Great choice. Right. Yeah, green room. It is a, it is a great choice. So far, That's a great like one. Him. I feel like we should celebrate <laughs> green room a little more. Long live Anton Yelton. God bless Patrick Stewart. Uh, story. Let's give some shout outs for Green Room. Yes, What's no. the director's name again? Uh, Jeremy Saulnier, I think is how yeah. he says that. God bless him, you know. May he, may he, you know, forever feel the abundance of the Lord's blessing upon him. If you guys haven't seen it yet, films. you should watch his other uh, great movie, Blue Ruin. Yeah, Josh and I watched that together after watching Green Room. Super good. I watched so his good. other not so great movie. And then Hold the Monster Dark is Hold the Dark is follow up to uh, oh. uh yeah. Green Hold Round the West. Dark was uh 2019, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was all right. It just it's like going to see Elysium after you saw District 9. You're just like, "Ah, sure. well." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like you walk out going, "Oh, I'm Michael Kine." <laughs> Elysium is great if you watch it again with lower expectations. Maybe that's how Hold the Dark is. Yeah, mm. I I haven't watched it since then. Maybe I should, but I won't. <laughs> all right. Well, we all love Green Room. God bless Green Room. Because everybody go see Green Room. One, so. Number nine. I'm glad that number ten got so much adoration because it's all downhill now. I guess I like Green Room the most because I guessed it right. Yep. I like that one the most on this list so far. Yeah, that's my favorite so far on your list. I'm impressed you guessed it with such a short clip. Thank you. Hey, maybe he'll guess this one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Turn it off. <laughs> it had more to go. It just, it just sounds like someone peeing on conga drums while another person builds a birdhouse. <laughs> well, what's your guess? I don't know. Is that what's happening in the movie? Someone's peeing on conga drums while another person builds a birdhouse? Is that the part where he's peeing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is pee? There's pee in front. <laughs> yeah, it's a part. Yeah. Y'all want I'll be darned. I'm Michael Kine. <clears throat> That was a clip from um, the Kevin Costner smash hit Waterworld. Oh, what's funny? What's so funny is that I kept thinking, is that Robin Hood? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, Kevin Costner, yeah, look at Robin that. Hood, because it, so it just it sounds like like a, a wood wheel turning, right. a know. water wheel, yeah, yeah, water yeah. wheel. Oh, it's when he, he's whizzing and he has to pump it so that it will turn back into usable water. Right, classic like- Waterworld, yeah. Yep. <laughs> what do you mean classic? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Waterworld? It's it's, it's a fantastic. stupid movie, but it's fun. It's so stupid. It's Mad Max on boats. No, it's dumb. It's exactly what it is. It's Mad Max here, on on ski doos. Here's why this one is in there. Obviously, I think it's just absurd, and I love it for its absurdity. But also, when it came out, it was like a huge thing that it lost so much money. Like millions of dollars they had to keep rebuilding the set because it kept sinking and stuff off the coast of australia and that was the first time ever that i started to 
be interested in how movies were made and like all the stuff that happened bef- rather than it just being this like when you're a kid you just see this thing and you're like oh cool and you just take it as this self-contained item of entertainment and that was the first time I ever started kind of understanding oh there's like stuff that goes into this and people are building stuff and there's budgets and so th- there's both a love of it for its ridiculousness and also kind of a key point in my cinematographic quest yeah 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 yeah. whatever great which part okay. of the set kept sinking the whole thing the whole freaking town like uh, the whole giant thing where you know they dunk him in the yellow mustard mud that thing is in the in the ocean off the coast of australia right now two of them i'm pretty sure two sank and then the third one is the one that's in the movie what is it yeah. like a can you take a diving tour Maybe, or maybe it was crazy. just, I mean, it was probably made of like, what, balsa wood and foam, so it didn't, you know, hold up well. Aren't there a lot of sharks out there? Oh, sounds safe. Yeah, there's, yeah, there you go, the storm sank it, and then it had to be rebuilt. There so anybody go. that wanted to be an extra on this film had to sign a liability waiver oh, that they could sure. swim. <laughs> that they could swim? Can you swim? Yes. All right, you're hired. Can you swim while wearing an eye patch? Yeah. I can barely remember the thing. I remember watching it on VHS and thinking like, huh, this is what everyone was so mad about. That little girl has that tattoo that's a map to dry land. And then there's those guys that own all the gasoline. And there's that old man in there. And at the end, once someone throws a cigarette down there and it explodes, that part's great. In my brain, is this my brain mixing movies up from <laughs> that I watched around the same time? Is it freaking Newt from Aliens that's in Waterworld? Or no. is the girl just... The girl is the... She's the... from... She was from a, a string of, like, 90s movies that she was, like... No, the little girl, the kid. She, the, the little girl was in, like, Karina Karina when, as a kid. I'm looking that up. I gotta oh, know, I gotta man. see it. I just know whenever it comes up, people are like, yeah, I remember when he turned his pee into water and drank it. So, she was yeah. in Andre with the, yes, with the seal. With the seal. Yeah, so she was like a, a child star, sort of. And then she was later in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, she was dead? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Tina Majorino? I feel like the biggest... Um, the, the biggest star in that film is Dennis Hopper, who heck yeah, who had a, a an enormous uh, hand in the reshaping of Hollywood decades before this, but then eventually just became a, a villain in bad action movies. Hmm. And he's beloved for those decisions. Yeah, you know, Waterworld, Speed. I mean, those those are like big moments in his career. He's a great bad guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know why. Right. In my head, they looked similar. All right, Waterworld, getting weird. Yep. Uh, Waterworld's fun. It's fun. It's Mad Max on ski yes. That's exactly, exactly what it is, and it's fun. Nah. <laughs> he's got he's got gills, you know. Spoiler: He's got gills. Yeah. I mean, what does that mean? Human race is evolving? Wow, man. Wow. Think about it. All right. Next clip. This is number eight. Guess this movie. Number eight. Just like a bat. 
I dig it. That is not on your top ten list. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's Justice League. Yeah, you got Justice League in your top That's 10. Not, oh my god, man, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, what? That's not... I haven't even seen that movie yet. Uh, maybe he's just assuming it will be in your top <laughs> Right, 10. once I finally watch Patrick's Blu-ray that thanks to the quarantine I've had for at least four months in my house. Yeah, I just didn't think it will be on there. Justice League's getting enough love on this list. I are think you going to get... You should just wait another the, year. No, just wait to watch the Zack Snyder cut that's coming. Well, Patrick thinks that I need to watch the first one so that I can appreciate the Snyder cut. No, oh. you should watch the Snyder cut first so then you can appreciate how bad the other one is. Okay. Oh, that is an interesting approach. All right, number eight. You ready? Yeah. It was nothing like that, penis breath. <laughs> E.T. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You, you couldn't have picked a better clip from E.T. <laughs> It really sums up the whole tone of the movie. I was about to <laughs> funny bit about the penis breath line. Um, I was about to I have the monthly movie night with my kids showing them old movies and ET's coming up. And uh, I was in my head already thinking like, oh, okay, let me try to remember. I've seen enough, like I have enough of it in my brain that I can remember when to go, ah, you know, and <laughs> to yell out over the bad swears. Yeah. And then I was like, man, he really screams that penis breath line. I'm going to have to go for it. And I know my kids are going to be like, what's he? What, I, we can't hear. Be quiet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you talk? You told us we're not allowed to talk during movies, Dad. What are you doing? Family movies in the 80s were different. Oh, they really were. Very true. I got to I, say, had a, you go ahead, Tyler. No, I was going to say there's like two movies in particular that I always uh, bring up as an example whenever I talk about how um the uh rating system was so much different back then like the uh first live action ninja turtles where Raphael spends the first five minutes of the movie swearing yeah <laughs> you know and then uh cool runnings which is a disney movie and how much time they they spend cussing and uh that whole scene where they talk about how i knew you long enough that i knew you when what's her name touched your dingling they all yep. Oh yeah! Why would they put that in a kids' movie? I, see I wouldn't even I see think power. who running a badass mother who don't take no crap from nobody. Yeah, yeah. it's repeated yeah. a lot. I know. Yeah, I, the psych up scene, looking in the mirror. Uh huh. It was just kind of understood. Also, I said another. Yeah, live, any live action movie, even if it was made for and marketed to families, a live action movie is going to have swears and sexual innuendo. Yeah. Yeah, we've been uh we've been starting a weekly Friday night movie night with our older two kids who are ten and seven, and it's hard because I have to keep going back and I have to read like the parental guide and be like, oh, man, how many s words are in this one? Okay, can I remember the context many, they're using? Yeah, how many sex scenes are in this one? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I'm like, I was looking up the other day as like Mighty Ducks. I was like, oh yeah, oh, there's geez. actually a, a fair share of swears in this movie. Yeah, I know. I guess maybe. I don't know, maybe I don't remember that from when I was a kid, which maybe means that my kids won't, but I'm doesn't mean that I'm ready to just show them a movie that has a bunch of effing and jeffing in. You Is don't that remember bad? that sex scene with Coach Bombay from Mighty Ducks? <laughs> Gross. It was weird. Quack, quack, quack. They're out there. <laughs> They're out there on the ice, on the rink, you know, just going down on each other. Wow. It's so mighty. Anyway, back to E.T. Tell us about why anyway. you picked E.T. 
Deanna's out there listening to this. You got to keep it under control. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We did find out that Deanna's listening. Hi, Deanna. Um, Deanna's been listening for years, guys. I know, but you know, it's nice to know that she's still listening, considering all the nonsense we <laughs> spout every time. Uh, okay, so ET I picked. I think um, it's one. It's one of the first sci-fi movies I ever saw, and. Uh, it also was when I was watching it at like nine or 10, it was one of the movies that uh, one of the first times I realized how much I wanted to live in America. Oh. So I was like, their houses are cool. And the big. Reese's Pieces. The Reese's Pieces. I didn't know what those were. I didn't, until I came to the States at like 22, I didn't know what that candy was. And now I will eat it every day if I could. Um, their the bike chase is cool because when you're a kid you don't realize that as straight up grown ups doing that stuff. Yeah. And um, like Halloween, it was one of the first times I ever saw American Halloween, and so that was being raised in like a fundamentalist Christian house in another country. So Halloween wasn't even a thing, and if there were whispers of it, it was absolutely the devil's holiday. See these kids just going out and eating free candy. Yeah, you love Halloween now. I love Halloween. Yeah, I do. It's one of my favorite holidays. It's it's the Hughes Halloween. Halloween. I mean, it's the Hughes holiday party. Yeah, every year that's what the Hugheses do. That's Erin's thing that I gladly support because she grew up loving Halloween. So I got to marry this lady who loves it, and so I feel like I am making up for a lot of lost time. But yeah, this movie was just really pivotal for both science fiction and a love of the states. Yeah, well, and what all do you the say? Listeners are invited to the Halloween party this year. Yeah, join <laughs> Come us. around. It's right yeah, around it's Halloween time. time. Yeah, it is. What? What? So, how do you feel about uh, Peter Nikiforov's infamous critique of the film being that in order to go to space, you have to be smart, and this dumb alien was stupid enough to be left behind? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a whole episode about that. I'm sure people can. <laughs> His big complaint was that the, he felt like the whole movie took place in one room. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the same episode that he told us he thinks about sticks to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking genius. <laughs> like, well, how do you fall asleep? Oh, you know, I like imagine pieces of string different lengths. Like, <laughs> so broken. <laughs> this is a great ad for that episode. It's a classic. It's a great movie. episode. That yeah, was great. Tyler lived in his old house. Peter Rolo was there. Death, best appearance. It was a good time. Man. All right, remember, so I remember how good life was back then. I remember those halcyon days. <laughs> so miserable. Now look at us. When we could all be in the same room and watch a movie together. Yeah. That's oh, good. I'm sad. No, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Next. Number seven. Tyler, I think you can guess this. Let's no see way. how long the freaking Listen to me. The spice must flow. The spice. Oh, I need, I need to hear more. Okay, I know what it is, and I haven't seen the movie. Listen yeah, to me. The spice must flow. The spice has given me accelerated evolution for four thousand years. It has enabled you to live two hundred. It gives the Bene Gesserit sisterhoods. I don't okay, know what that geez. is. You don't? Oh man, you're in for a treat come December. That's uh, obviously Dune, Dune right? Yeah, there it Dune? is. I got it. That was a good hint. Dune. Thanks. Spice. Yep, the spice must flow. The spice must flow. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I'm yeah. tracking. 
Afraid here's a little here's a little thing i you know i made the clips for matt because he was watching free willy with his kids oh, and uh, i haven't seen was there any movies. sex in that one in free willy the yeah. name oh. implies the name, that there was. The name would imply a huge amount <laughs> <laughs> but i haven't seen this this dune movie so i had to just find a clip <laughs> that clip because that's the that's the guild navigator and the way that david lynch made him look is really freaking weird yeah it's um, weird. it's really weird that's one of the most and it's a huge deviance from the way they're described in the later novels as well so i always laugh at that because it is just like a giant caterpillar with a mouth that looks like a lady's parts it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny do you, yeah. you ever you ever read a book and have like a very vivid image in your head of what things should look like and then you go to watch the movie and you're like that's not right that's not what it looks like oh yeah i get mad at them because i'm like why didn't you ask me i know what it should look like <laughs> yeah yeah so, uh, dune by david lynch again another movie that is largely disparaged much like Waterworld, and i love it and uh some of us recently read through dune and have done like a, a little web chat book club where we talked about it and i rewatched it to enjoy just the mess that it is of it i know that david lynch is disgusted with it he tried to have his name taken off of it because he wasn't given final director cut on it and hated what the studio did with it um but i just think it's it's so fun to see a book that you love so much made into a movie even if that movie isn't great i think it's still awesome to like see that stuff in real life be like man yeah that's awesome look at them riding freaking sandworms all right sure irl but i mean i hate to break it to you that's not quite real life like real Real. life i mean it's as real as everything now because it's all on a screen that's a good point (laughs) There you as go. well as this yeah. conversation. It's all on the screen. There's nothing outside screens. The IRL doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Yeah, so this Dune movie, do you think it's a quality movie or do you think you just no, it's like a piece, it? It's a piece of crap. It's absolute garbage. It's a terrible movie. Like It's objectively bad. Um, but I love it both because of and in spite of that. Who can argue with that? Yeah. That's solid. That's solid. Uh, it, weren't we just talking about something like that? Waterworld? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Sometimes you just love a movie that stinks. Gotta love right. it. Have to. It's just a, a precious thing. Because maybe even cause so many people hate it. And I'm like, man, come on. It's... It's still there. It still exists. They still made a thing. Hey, but how about this, though? Do you ever have the thing happen where um, you watch a movie and maybe the first time you either think that, A, it's not very good, uh, or, B, you, you think, this is not very good, but I just like it anyway. But then one, for one reason or another, you keep watching it, and eventually it gets to be like, but is this actually good? And then you start to think, uh, I actually think somehow I've moved from it's not very good, but I just like it anyway to no, I just really think it's good. 
Yeah, I I thought I got there with Dune, and then when I rewatched it within the last six weeks, I was like, oh no, it's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went all the way back to the beginning again. Like I, it's like a cycle. I'm like, okay, back to square one. It's very yeah. bad, but I really like it's, it. Here it is on your list. Yeah. Because again, if someone's like, you want to watch the David Lynch doing, I'd be like, yeah, man, that's a good time. Because you can easily sit there in Mystery Science Theater, the crap out of it, especially it's if like, you love the book. Tyler, if you, when you make your list, you know, that you're trying to make like Chinese democracy and never publish or just <laughs> <laughs> wait anyway. When you make your list, if, it, if you're being honest with yourself, I think 12 Dates of Christmas would have to be honest. <laughs> Oh yeah, pretty sure. freaking high too. At this point, I've probably seen Twelve Bits of Christmas more than some of the films I'd put on my list. Yeah, exactly. And you were the original high priest of Twelve Dates of Christmas, the original missionary. Yeah, for t- yeah. you still are the greatest evangelist every yeah. season. So if Tyler's list is like a Chinese democracy, he's withholding it because he knows people want it so bad. It has to be oh, perfect. That's totally that true. Would, you know what we should yeah. do? If he won't make it, let's make what we think it is. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take a vote on what should be on there well, in what position. If you remember, the only way I agreed to, to, to participate in this is that I, I refuse to make a list because I love I love uh, these films all equally. Oh, okay. Stop. Where it's like a, instead of it being a top ten list, it's kind of like a, a go bag of movies. Okay. You know? Where if where yeah. if I was on a if I was stranded in some situation, it's your where island movie situation. If I only had ten movies, they're all uh-huh. in the bag together. Okay, well then I've got it. I will, I will gladly it. pull one movie out at a time so we can discuss. I got <laughs> it. Yeah, that's exactly what we should do. You you make a list of those ten movies in the bag, and, and then, then we go through them. You one pull by them one. out. Yeah, you pull them out of a hat at random. But when you do, they get placed on your list in that <laughs> row. Nice, solid. Yeah. So it's a blank list, and then he has to allocate them live. Yeah, and then that's you have good. to you have to tell everybody that's your that's your top ten list, that's and then you it, have to get yeah. it tattooed on your leg. And even uh, if you no even if you can't bring yourself to put it in there, you you put twelve dates of Christmas in there, even if it's an eleven. And then if you happen to pull it out last, that's your number one. Number one, the the directed TV film. <laughs> the directed TV, and then quickly swept into wherever someone will just keep it for a second. Thank God for Disney uh, Plus. Thank yep. God for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, where are we at on Matt's list? Number, number six. six. Number six. You ready? Yep. I'm excited. Right ain't over yet. <laughs> My man. <laughs> man, you put Justice League on here twice? <laughs> you I mean, Justice League. I'm so excited to see it. My Ooh, man. My man. <laughs> you keep confusing me because I haven't seen Justice League, so I don't know what these clips are. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's from the movie that I said. So stupid. <laughs> Both times I'm like, I don't remember, remember this part. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where that happened in the movie. Yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe I haven't seen this movie in too long. You know what's funny about the whole Justice League Snyder Cut thing is that the, for years now they've been like, it's a movie, it's just sitting right here, it's ready for people to watch, but no one will let us put it out. And oh my God, people are lining up, let us see this freaking movie, it's right there, we want to see it. Okay, fine, finally after all these years and campaigning hashtags and buying billboards and crap, you're finally going to get to see this movie. All we need is 20 million more dollars in a year. <laughs> right. 
crazy. What? I thought you were finished. It sounds like you're just right. making another whole movie. or not. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. I just it, need though. to reshoot a few. I mean, everything completely differently. So Is that how long it's going to be? Yeah, it doesn't come out till next year. Yeah, almost next a full spring. year away or something. I could watch Justice League a ton of times before that happens. But that's just post-production work. Yeah, that's what they're saying, I mean, but in theory, yeah, I, I think mean, they're, they're recording some more overdubs. Oh, yeah. All right, we can we hear the real thing? All on right, the, the real number six. Why do you cry? <laughs> okay, that's Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that was T two. Yeah, T two, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, T two. Move over, Green Room, because T2 has been on three top ten lists so far. Are you sure that was T2? It could have been Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's don't higher you know up. You, don't that's you know your T2? Yeah, just wait. It'll show up soon. I love Jingle All the Way. Um, T2 was the first movie that I wasn't allowed to watch that I watched anyway. Yeah. I went to my friend Kelvin's house, and he had a portable VCR TV combo in his bedroom. He was like, man, this movie's cool. And I think I must have been 12. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was rated an 18 in England, which is the equivalent to an R. And so there was no way I was allowed to watch it. And I sat there and I was horrified and jubilant at what I was seeing. I was like, man, that guy put a knife that's made of his arm through a lady. (laughs) This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So that's why it's on there. That one's a really key, like, childhood memory for me, like a core memory. Oh, if you will. oh, one of those little glowing balls. Yeah, little glo- little glowing ball that is fear and joy combined. Nice, and then it went straight to the. Yeah, and then you got a T two island, in your. Yeah, it's in there. It's just, it's, it's, Ar- it's Arnie Island, and there's one part that's really dark and full of robots. Nice. Yeah, T2's the thing. T2's one of those, uh, I don't know, a lot of James, James Cameron has kind of a style to his movies. If you like them, you like them. Where yeah. I, even just a couple of years ago, I revisited T2. Well, no, I guess it, prior to Genesis and then again after Genesis, I watched T2. And sure, there's a lot of nostalgia and stuff, but I find myself just entertained by it as a movie. Yeah, and you watch it's it now. Just a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun story. When uh, we helped Josh build that movie room, we we're like, "Oh, let's watch T2 in it." And the projector burned out while we were watching it. <laughs> yep. The I had I put a new bulb in there for the T2 party and everything, and it burned right through the lens. Yeah, you did. So, well, that's the end of T2. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. It was too awesome for it. All right, good addition to the list. We're back on track. Yeah. You ready for number five, Matt? Yep. He's ready. I'm ready. ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm right ready. All right. I'm ready. Is Michael Caine ready? It looks like he's texting over there. I can't tell. He's paying attention. I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm waiting to hear if I have to know a bit more of Justice League to get this next joke (laughs) or not. (laughs) Well, get ready. Yeah, I'm pretty juiced. (laughs) (laughs) Do it one more time. Uh, I don't remember. 
Yeah, I'm free Tuesday. No, I don't know. I don't know. This is your chance to guess, Tyler. This is Leon the Professional because none of us know it. No, that wasn't Leon the Professional. It's Leon the Professional. Matt, this is the first movie you cried on, right? Oh, you got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I genuinely... I don't know if I've met anyone else who's seen this movie. <laughs> Somebody came to your defense online when we talked about how we, you, you said that we won't watch it or something. There you go. And, uh, Sorry, someone, wait, uh, I'm confused. Is this is this Leon the Professional? Yeah, yeah. Is Leon the Professional? Yeah, number five. So I remember seeing this movie. It's one of those one. You know how Tyler's always watching movies on TNT or TBS or whatever channel he's seeing. USA. Yeah, okay. I don't know whichever channel TBS. you watch all all five Transformers movies on back to back because you love Transformers so much. Mm-hmm. We know that's your top. We know that's your top five, and number six is Bumblebee. So, you've only got four spots left. One of which is Twelve Dates and Christmas. So, really, your list is basically done. Um, well, that's a- that's ABC. That's good. Oh, okay, okay. So, I just remember seeing this like one weekend. It was just on TV, and I didn't watch the beginning. And I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." And then it was. Um, I was still living at home with my parents, so Blockbuster existed, but I didn't see what the name of the movie was. And so for years, I just had this vague memory of Natalie Portman, who then I recognized because then she was in like the um, prequels and this French dude who was like an assassin. And then there's a weird cop in there played by Gary Oldman. And I just had this vague memory in my head. And then I think I must have been probably about 20 when I saw it again and figured out what it was. And I've mm. just been, there was just this joy at discovering this thing that I thought was lost and also that was real, that I hadn't imagined it. Um, it's funny how this, some this, fever dream. this story wouldn't exist if, if you just had IMDb. Well, it was pre-internet. Yeah, was so I couldn't, and I, didn't, and I was, a, I was a kid, so I didn't know what like, I didn't know to watch the credits to find out the names of actors. That wasn't even a thing in my mind because it wasn't part of culture at the time. Yeah, so what like, you're describing right. is like um, you're, you're describing like exposition and like plot plot line development in movies before Google existed. You know? <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, nowadays it's like oh, they need a piece of information that's missing. They just they Google right, it. They Google it. Yeah. Right. Which is like a movies like early lazy. so that they can't do that. Right, <laughs> which is like, like just someone googling something in a movie is is pretty lazy. But you you awful. really lived it. You you I had did. this experience pre pre Google pre IMDb. Yeah, you had to like search and wait and you had and, to hold it in my heart in a yeah. in a precious space. And so it's the same. It's the same director that directed The Fifth Element, which I think is just such an amazing movie. Lulu and exactly. Um, <laughs> correct. That could have been the clip if, the, if we were talking about that movie. And um, he, I just had no idea. Again, I didn't have any idea until way later after I loved both those movies. I didn't realize that the same guy had made both of them, which gave me a new appreciation for um, Leon. And I just think it's just an amazing, it's just an amazing, well paced, well crafted, well written, awesome looking movie. Well, I, uh, all this time, 
didn't know anything about it other than the name. So based on the name, I just had like an idea of it in my brain. But then just now I looked up like a poster for it because I was like, what? I don't even know what this is until you said it's about an assassin or something. And I realized that the yeah, star is the freaking French detective from the bad Godzilla movie from the Matthew yep. Broderick Godzilla movie. It is. Yep. I recognize yep. him anywhere. Yeah, Leon the Professional was his chance to become a, um, a leading character, but no, he just he resigned to just being a background character the rest of his career. I mean, so sad. he's so amazing sad. in it. And that, yeah, Natalie Portman's like a kid in it, and she's great. It's just, I think it's, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Oh, you are you? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so when I was trying to find a clip, that's just the first line in the trailer because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. Yeah, that's good. You shouldn't spoil it. This one's this one's one worth going into with fresh eyes. Oh. There you I, go. Next. Number four. Move in. Stop. Pull out track right. Stop. Center and pull back. Oh, I know. Stop. Yeah. This clip server, this is really long. Blade Runner. It's Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Hey, good job. I was like, that's, I, I, that's, I, the, uh, that's the genesis of the sitcom Enhance. Enhance. Yeah. I, I get me yeah. that sitcom, but TV drama crime shows Enhance. Right. Enhance. Enhance. Yeah. Where it all began for them. Yeah. Move right. Uh, I actually didn't recognize the clip in the context of the movie, but I was like, the sound of Harrison Ford's voice was the part that my, was tickling my brain. Like, what? I know that voice. Yeah, it's right at the beginning where he's looking at like the ident of Roy Batty's character. Yeah, looking into her eye, right? No, what, what is he looking at? I forget. Oh, I can't remember anymore. Her eyes are up <laughs> here. Yeah, the, I don't know. She's looking at an owl or something. Um, so this one is the one where I alluded to earlier about like a core, a core movie in, in a genre. Like, I think this is one of the most important um, movies ever made about that, like idea of a dystopian near future. Um, and it, I mean, it's just cool as crap, you know, it's just awesome. It's based on a, it's based on a book that, is amazing by an author who is one of my favorites and what's the title of the book electric sheep could it's no. do androids dream of electric sheep yeah that's it mm, close yeah. you're close um yeah you were there and it birthed a age-long debate about which version is better which i think is always funny seeing nerds get really mad about it when i'm just like you can just watch either of them or both There's, you don't have to be angry um, uh, whether you think the theatrical cut or the director's cut is more important. Um, and it also gave rise to a phenomenal sequel made by one of the greatest directors yeah. working today. Um, yeah, I feel like this is, uh, this is an easy answer for Josh's voicemail question. Wait, you think that 2049 is better than the original Blade Runner? Yes. I think so too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> fine, that's fine. You you can say that. Um, <laughs> the, the original. This is not the place to argue about that kind of stuff. 
the original Blade Runner is pretty great, and Harrison Young Harrison Ford is is like a, it's just a, a thing to behold. I, I really miss him. He's just a grumpy old old man now. But um, yeah, that we have to put he, up with in the second movie. <laughs> He's actually the, that's one of the best Harrison Ford I know, comeback. It is. It's so much better than his comeback Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Yes, God, yes. True. Yeah, he actually really seems valid point. cool and not out of place in the Blade right. Runner sequel. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not just like shoehorned in for like fan service or ticket sales. And uh, he so, works. It, yeah, it's so strange that you know, like old Harrison Ford doesn't seem like Indy and he doesn't seem like Han Solo anymore, but he does seem like Deckard. Like, yeah, because Deckard was an a hole in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, he was yeah, a grumpy turd. Original ago. Blade Runner is great, but it feels very dated watching it now, and it feels very, it feels very like nineteen eighties pacing and and even story writing, where like you you're not surprised that there's a bunch of different versions, but the original Blade Runner does have that really amazing um, ending scene, near ending scene with the the would be villain of the film and his amazing yeah. monologue. That's really yeah, what adds to gravity. That's what makes it all worthwhile is that yeah. moment where you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I think it's it's easier to let the sequel eclipse the original if you don't think of it as a sequel that came a million years later because then you get that weird phenomenon where the original is so iconic and people start to be like, you can't, blah, blah, blah. but if it had just come out a little bit later, yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it's Tyler. I agree with Tyler, but to Villeneuve's credit, it's paced like the original. It's atmosphere, it's atmosphere and aesthetic is very similar, but, he but went, Villeneuve pulls it off better. Yeah, he does. And he takes, but he, t- yeah, he takes it in a new kind of, quasi like almost experimental direction it's a really surreal like it's not a conventional hollywood movie to be such a big budget big you know a-list acted movie uh so it's kind of neat just to see like it's almost like the thing where you have a movie that's a classic and then it has a weird sequel like 2049 is kind of the weird sequel and it really works Anyway, Blade Runner's cool. Blade Runner's awesome. Good choice. Good choice. We like it. You Thanks. can still yeah, be on like the show. Okay, I'm allowed to be your friend still when all this is over. Well, we'll see about the rest of the list. Yeah, top yeah, three. Sure. We'll all see right, what Deanna thinks. Oh, that's important. Here you go. All right. No. Optimus! <laughs> Do you have Transformers on your list? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Well, Patrick played the sound clip. That's, it, that's Tyler's list. You're mixing up lists. It was somebody yelling Optimus. I don't know what other movie that would have. <laughs> Optimus! <laughs> <laughs> what an on-the-nose line. I guess why wouldn't you yell the character's name, but it sounds really funny. Optimus! <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm start yelling just in any time of distress. <laughs> Was that the first movie you cried at, Transformers? Yeah. Okay. That was that was a fake one. Here's number three. The way you fell from the sky, I thought that maybe you were an angel or something. What? Yeah. 
Sounds like a, an anime. Is this an anime? Yeah. Then I don't know what it is. The heck is it? Uh, Castle in the Sky from Studio Ghibli. How did you know it sounded like an anime just because of the weird stilted delivery of the... Because <laughs> James Van Der Beek and Anna Paquin have never appeared in a live-action movie together. Uh, just the, Yeah, just the way that it sounded in the... In the the music sound effects around it. That's very, a, uh, the Miyazaki movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never it's, seen that one. I've seen some of his uh, other movies and I like them and I hate anime. Is that one of the good ones or something? I think I think it's one of the best. I, well, obviously, that's why it's this high on my list. That's why it's on your list? Again, this is one where this is the first... This is the first 1986? That was the old one. Yeah, this is the first one of his I ever saw. And I didn't, again, it was one of those things where like, I saw it and I was like, this is amazing. Like, there's like a magic amulet and there's this flying city and ancient civilization. There's these bad guys and there's these weird like air pirates that are cool as crap with these giant guns. Um, And I didn't know that it was from this, like one amazing guy and his amazing studio that he had established. I didn't know until significantly later that there were all these other things. And so it was like a doorway into this whole untapped um, realm of films that I would never have kind of given, probably given any time to. And it just opened up like, you know, his, his filmography is gigantic. And it's kind of led to these amazing moments, even with my kids, like watching that one with them and watching like Totoro and um, Ponyo with them and having the like cool experiences about them getting to see not just like the same kind of Americanized cartoons and stuff. So it just, and also it has like a lot to say about um, what we put our hope and value in and stuff to say about, um society and what societies should be built around and building them around like kindness towards one another instead of building them around one group of people having power over other people which i think is a lovely thing to glean from a movie i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and say it. this is the one that made you cry nope i have i cried at it I cry. Oh yeah, I cried at it, but this isn't the one that made me cry. It's not the first movie I cried at. Uh, which which one of these films had the flying turtle? They, which one mm-hmm. of his films had a flying turtle? Yeah. Not any of that I've seen. One of them's got a flying turtle. Wait, is it flying or is it just a giant red turtle called? It's a, it's turtle. a, tur- it's a big turtle moving through the sky. <laughs> not not any that I've seen. Now it's like uh, a fever dream. Yeah, I uh, when I looked up the date, I saw that uh, a crap ton of the Miyazaki movies are on Netflix now. As of this, uh, no, not, not not in the states. Not in the states. Not in the states. Well, then what? Come on, internet. Yeah, Netflix. In Netflix in the U.S. is not as good as everywhere else. But it's, it's like, don't you know where I'm at? Get tell me where these are. Yeah, that if, is, they don't love freedom. If. You have an HBO subscription. You can now get HBO Max, which has all of the Ghibli films on and all the Harry Potter films. Oh, hey, Matt, yes, Matt. Because I you, do, so I will. Matt, you should, can yeah. you tell me the difference between HBO Go, HBO Now, and HBO Max? What's the difference? Um, 
I don't. I honestly don't know. I think HBO now you can watch it live without having a cable subscription, and HBO Go is a crappier version of HBO Max, and HBO Max is now just what HBO was with a giant back catalog. I don't know. I just know that I borrow an HBO login from my friends, so the moment that came out, I was like, I texted him, I was like, hey, just FYI. They're about to get you. They're about to get you. Yeah. <laughs> we were about to get a sponsorship with them, but now I guess that's that. Yeah. Well, oh, well, maybe we could get free. Uh... Man, I don't know if you're telling the truth about a flying turtle. Why would I lie about a flying turtle? Because it sounds like something you do. Yeah, I mean, there's a, movie, there's a movie that he co-produced called The Red Turtle, and it looks mm. like it's flying because, you know, they fly through the ocean, but... Yeah, I, I remember that thing. That people were going bananas. They're like, "Oh my gosh, this is like a ninety-some-odd percent of Rotten Tomatoes this animated film about a red turtle." And I saw that trailer and I said, "Whoa, that looks pretty cool." And then I mm. forgot about it until just now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll get around to watching it. Yeah. It is anyone. Uh, it's not yeah, House Moving Castle. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all right. All right. Number Dynamic two, number list. Let's see what we got. Um, number two. Number two. No good. Can't hear you. <laughs> That's labyrinth. Yeah, it is. That's labyrinth. Yeah. Sure is. It's a good gag. It's a good gag in labyrinth. Is, yeah. Is that is that old man? No, those are the door knockers. Oh, but he's an old it's the voice of some old man. <laughs> some old man doing <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure, he's he's a grumpy yes, old door knocker. Man. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Labyrinth in a long time, decades, ten, at least 10 years. I want to that's say one to of those. That's one of those decades. I want to say up to 20 years it's been since I've seen that. Oh, man, I feel like you're definitely your eldest and maybe your eldest two kids are ready. To watch. No, they'd be too scared. They'd no way, man. Well, we can handle it. She's well brave. I showed it to uh, my kids. They had a great time. To my surprise, I thought maybe, oh, I don't know. But I... I don't know if your kids are like this, but if you set the stage a certain way and introduce the movie a little bit more casually, like if I make a big deal about movie night and we go into the movie room and the dark lights are low and everything, they get a little more scared of a scary type movie. Sure. But if it's in midday and I'm just like, oh, I'm just putting this in. Yeah. For some reason, no one's scared of anything. I don't understand. <laughs> I, uh, I preempted my kids by listening to the soundtrack out loud regularly because like, you guys got it for me. Dance, magic dance. Exactly. And so they knew the songs. And so then as soon as that started, you know, that bad CGL starts flying around. Um, oh, come on, man. Beginning. That's early. That's early CG. It looks great. I know. Mm, does it though? For uh, the time. Sure. For the time. Yeah. Um, they were like, oh, we know this song. So they immediately were like comfortable and into it. Um, you know, obviously the fire gang is still straight from the pits of hell. So no one's comfortable watching that part. Yeah. But they try to just pull her head off. I didn't yeah, like the the scene where she falls into the pit of arms gravity. Yeah. Oh, that's what when I'm I was a kid. With. That most that most scared me as a kid too. You chose down. <laughs> yeah, Labyrinth is a great movie. Labyrinth, I recognize is for it's like for me like movie comfort food. It just feels nice, yes. cozy to have it on and watch it a million times. It's fun to watch it with kids again. I mean, I like it as a movie as well, right. but a lot of it is like, ah, yeah, Labyrinth. 
but you know what you're getting. Oh, it's yeah. just consistently enjoyable. Ludo is one of the greatest things ever made. Yeah, I saw this article that was like, oh, there's a secret tribute to Jim Henson and Rise of Skywalker. I said, word. So I opened up the article and it was all about how the creature designer was like, oh, I wanted to put an acknowledgement of Jim Henson in there. So we built basically Ludo from Labyrinth and put him in the background of one of the scenes. I said, word. And then it was a shot of the creature. It was big. I guess that you could say mm-hmm. that. It was, other than that, didn't look anything like yeah, Ludo. Man, so get this click. So then it could have been... Sweetums as well from the Muppets. If it's just a big yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetums, yeah, just Sweetums in the background of a Star yeah. Wars shot mm-hmm. <laughs> with his big pink lip. Oh man, I love That'd Sweetums. Be great. What if he had a lightsaber? That would have been fantastic. All right, all right, cool. We're with it. All We're right, down I mean, to the stretch. Y'all can, without the cliff, I assume you can tell me what number one is. What do you want to play yeah. or not? I think that it's, let's all say it together. Justice League. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Is that the 1987 hey, man, animated tra- one? Freaking Transformers. Was ripping. Trans- yeah. Transformers series? <laughs> no, that's the 87 the cartoon movie. Oh. That thing I do, man, I love that movie. Although... In fairness, I haven't seen that one in maybe 20 years, so it might be a steaming poly trash. Yeah, hey, uh, was, was the Transformers animated movie the same? I, I want to say I remember people saying this because I don't, if I saw it, I don't remember it. But I do remember that the G.I. Joe animated movie was like way more hardcore than the show. Like it yeah. had swearing and real guns instead of the little space zappers. Yeah, I don't think no, it had the space zappers still, but it had blood. And I remember people like, oh, the Transformers movie is actually more adult than the show. I mean, I think it was just even like a, an arc. It was more of a, I don't know, I'm Googling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a cuss word in it. I remember. <gasps> there was? What? Yeah. You heard him. Yep. Um, I'll stand by it. What? You're telling me you're telling me that there was cussing in oh, early yeah. 90s kids content. 1986. There is an an S and uh dang it. <gasps> I would have if I was watching that and I heard those cuss words, I would have been Optimus! Yeah, <laughs> what in the world? Did G.I. Joe think that they're just cool ribbons or something? Yeah, the G.I. Joe movie was brutal. Yeah, it was it's cool, cool though. Oh, so number one, Transformers. Okay, man. Yep. You no. like what you like? No. All right, here it is. It better match with what you've been saying on the podcast for the last 10 years of the podcast. Well, exactly. That's why y'all know it. Yeah. Okay, clip, so we want to hear the clip. The lady the clam no clam chowder, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He sounds really fabulous. And that, that, that's uh, the singer from Live in that scene, that band Live. Yep. For some reason, the singer has a cameo in Fight Club, and it's to advise against the clam chowder. Yeah, this is claim to fame. There you go. Uh, more than the band. More than the band. Yeah, more than the band. He shows up in one, one scene in Fight Club. Yep, it's Fight Club. It's Fight Club. Right? Fight Club's it's the best, best movie of all time, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Go read my blog about it. Or that uh, long Fight time Club's ago. freaking great. Fight Club is. Uh, I guess we'll save it for the David Fincher episode, but it's at least you got to admit 
uh, a mainstay of Fincher's, an icon of Fincher's filmography. And there's like a popular thing now to try to act like Fight Club's not good anymore. You know, people will right. be like, oh, it was cool when I was a teenager or something like that. I'm like, it's no, still it's cool. still it's still great. Right. What are you talking about? It's Watch it like, again. It's still amazing. That part, even again, the CG looks a little bit dated, but that technique that they do where they're following like the phone line and it goes or the electrical line and it goes behind the refrigerator before you see the explosion. Like yeah. I remember so many people replicating that in like the early 2000s. And that's the first time I ever saw that kind of style of like really in close pov using cg i was like that's cool as crap it's the first piece of what's the right term for that genre deconstructive no that's not the right term i can't think of it but it's the first type of that movie that i ever saw with like uh an anti-hero as the main character that was the first time other than like reading dr faustus in freaking english class that i'd ever transgressive kind of, fiction thank you that's the word i was looking for transgressive fiction um like frisk and crash and stuff is the first one of those pieces of literature obviously because it's based on the book that i ever encountered and you know brad pitt is the coolest he's very cool he, he has cool hair you can understand why he was pretending to be uh brad pitt it's like yeah, yeah it's pretty I've, cool my, if I had an imaginary friend, I'd want him to look like Brad Pitt. Sure. Who wouldn't? Right. Losers. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's my list. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's a good list. Thanks. I feel I really anxious now that it's actually established because I'm like, well, what if it changes? What if tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, ah, I forgot this. Oh, too it will late. for sure. It's too late. late. Yeah, my my list has changed since I read it, and I accidentally read the wrong list on the episode anyway. So, but then you just gotta sit back and go, "Oh well, there it is." It's in the world now. I mean, you know, it's fine because nothing's real, so it doesn't matter. If anything, you just gave you gave birth to a child, and now it exists on its own without you. And my heart is running around. Now you just gotta. If anything, it'll let you go back and go. Oh, here's the updated episode. You remember how afraid Tyler was of doing any kind of top ten of oh, an ongoing franchise yeah, or studio? Pixar. Guys, what are we gonna do? They're just gonna keep It'd making more movies. Marvel. He's it's so scared, so what scared, if, like crying and stuff. I know he was yeah. shivering when we were trying to record. You're right. People himself. are gonna be so excited to hear another best of Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, Never. another one. That's what we need. I mean, I don't know, a lot at of the moment, listen. people are excited for any content whatsoever, so we can do what we want. I think they're all bored as heck. Yeah, Michael Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try Well, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. Time to let Matt Hughes know what you think about his top 10 favorite movies of all time. And man, you can let him have it, celebrate him to the rooftops, or just weigh in with some kind of neutral position, I guess. Go to youhatemovies.com and leave a comment on this episode. While you're there, you might as well follow us on social media. It helps, believe it or not. If you want to do one better, we've got a Patreon at patreon.com slash youhatemovies where you can get exclusive episodes. Pretty cheap. Price of a cup of coffee. I don't know, kind of an expensive cup of coffee, but, you know, some cups of coffee anyway. Think about it. 